everybody. This is John, and today I am recording a, uh, not a GM tip thing, just kind of like a, a thought that I had about role-playing games today. Uh, as I'm recording this, Jade is in the next room playing Stardew Valley. That got me thinking about something as I was working on various role-playing game projects and thinking about them today. If you haven't played Stardew Valley, it's a very cool kind of old-style game where you create a farm and you, you know, grow crops and raise animals and you can go around and interact with all the all the local uh, characters and you can also go off to fight monsters in a dungeon and explore. There's a lot of variety in the game. It's very cool. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, you may want to do so. What I was thinking about in regards to role-playing games specifically was the idea that, you know, the farm is kind of this great spawning ground for role-playing game-style heroes. If you stop to think about it, like, I mean, everything from in the black culture, and, you know, you have a pig farmer who becomes, like, one of the biggest heroes in that world. Luke Skywalker, of course, you know, grew up on a, a moisture farm. Superman grew up in Kansas on a farm. I mean, it's kind of the trope of the unlikely hero who no one really expects anything of this person. They're basically uh, living on their parents' farm, and they're, at the best of times, kind of just a layabout. Uh, they're kind of useless. They they do they kind of shirk their chores, and, you know, they kind of have their eyes fixed to the horizon. They're looking to see what's away from the farm. The other flip side of that is the ones, like, who really excel at that life and are really good at it, and they're kind of like the stand-up pillar of the community. They're that person who's like the student government president and, like, all that. I always picture, like, you know, I know Smallville and stuff like that. I've done a lot of stuff with young Clark Kent, but I always imagine, you know, young Clark Kent is not someone who skipped out on his chores. He was a, a good kid um, who had superpowers and could throw a tractor, you know, several miles. But you have, like, all these, and I mean, there's way more examples of this. You know, if you look at almost any fantasy novel, half of them have a character who either has lived on a farm or grew up on a farm or that's their background. And what's kind of cool with that as applies to role-playing games is when you're choosing your background, so much of most societies is, like, agrarian because you have to feed people. It's a, it's a very common background, you know, yes, a gnome farm is probably different than, say, an orc, than, say, uh, you know, a human farm, uh, just by region and what they're growing and how they're going about doing it. But at the end of the day, they're all farmers. And I always kind of liked the idea of... So when you're kind of, like, cobbling together your character and figuring out a background, a lot of people, I think, may have a tendency to lean away from, you know, my character grew up on a farm or lived on a farm because it is... Something we see so much in fiction that it almost feels like kind of stale. And I think that that's, you know, while there is truth to that, bringing your own variety to it can, you know, you, you're taking something old and making it new again by telling your story with that character. And I think that can be a lot of fun when you surprise people with your creativity. That's one of my favorite things about role-playing games is people are very creative and they get a chance to really show that off. With that in mind, you know, you might be thinking about, like, what kind of crops was your family growing? Uh, was, there, was the farm successful? Did it, you know, completely fail? 
is, is it kind of like, you know, is that what kind of sparked you off on a life of adventure? Or are you trying to like pay off your family's debts to like buy back their last cow and their farm? And to me, there's something kind of endearing about the idea of, you know, this wizard who sends every bit of money he makes back home to this farm to his, like, you know, his extended family or his parents to basically fund their struggling business. You know, meanwhile, they're off fighting dragons and beholders and back on the farm, you know, it's like, oh, there was a bad crop this year. (laughs) You know, they're struggling with their own problems. So they both have, you have kind of these cool little side stories going on. Game of Thrones, the role-playing game from Green Ronin, um, a song of a Song of Ice and Fire, the role-playing game, does a really good job of establishing, like, you have your, 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 fa- your, basically your home base. You have, you know, whether it's a keep or just a small area that is where your family has been hanging their hat, you know, or the family you serve has been living. And there's some really cool tables in there for events that are occurring while you're off probably getting killed by White Walkers if we're going with what usually happens in Game of Thrones. That's pretty much you're either going to get killed by White Walkers, you're going to get killed by Wildlings, or uh, maybe killed by a dragon. Who knows? But bad things always happen in Westeros. That's just the reality of life. But what I like in that table is it's like you're rolling to say, like, okay, while you were away, there was a great harvest, so that's a boon to the economy. You know, the the, the, the region is richer now. Unfortunately, there were also wildling attacks, so the population has gone down, and, like, you know, um, it's a lot less lawful than it was when you were last here. Uh, and there was also a harsh cold in the area, which, you know, has affected the livestock and made it difficult to travel, and, you know, that's allowed these bandits and wildlings to go just completely crazy. If you've never looked at that role-playing game, uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, Check that out because the way that it, the, the way it creates these regions, it's very much based around like, okay, there's people who are living in this world. What are their lives like and what's happening while you're off doing these things? Even if you don't want to use the randomization ta- and the table and everything, or you want to make your own table, it's a neat idea. Uh, it's something I think Green Ronin did a fantastic job with there. If you as the GM in whatever game you're using want to say like, okay, uh, we're playing the Harry Dresden role, we're playing the, the Dresden Files Accelerated, and in between each of our adventures, you know, certain things are happening, you might do like a quick aside and be like, okay, so while you, after the, after the last adventure when you fought the Summer Court uh, and basically prevented them from unleashing a super virus that would have wiped out half of the East Coast... You are, you know, you've gone your separate ways as you are wont to do, and you haven't been really hanging out beyond pizza night and uh, gaming night. You There's been a heat wave, uh, or, you know, maybe there's been a, a, a sudden cold front has come in. The, you know, the summer court being defeated has allowed the winter court to kind of exert more control here than they normally would. Maybe that's also resulted in, you know, there's a lot of uh, minor traffic accidents and, you know, injuries are on the rise because there's ice and snow where there wouldn't normally be any, uh, you know, you might see like, oh, there's a backup in the emergency rooms and things like that. It's just something to think about that, you know, yes, these characters are larger than life and they're major forces in the world and they're going around doing all these amazing things. But I think that when you make the setting feel like 
things are happening independently of them, it makes them, it makes them feel more real and it makes them feel more animated and like they matter more. If you find out, you know, like, well, while you were all down in Dorne having this adventure way back up in the reach or, you know, the north or wherever your house is, uh, you find out that they've, you know, been overtaken by this rival house. First off, if you care about, you know, if your players care about any of the NPCs back there or they just care about their place in the world, I mean, just logistically, if your house has been basically completely driven out, your character is going to be affected and they probably will be like, well, we have to get back north or to wherever you're from. And I think that, like, coming back to the idea of, you know, the the, the farm worker or the, the farm kid, it's just something that's really... It's it's an easy thing to understand, you know. It's like there's almost in any society, uh, whether it's Shadowrun, the Dresden Files, Mutants and Masterminds, or you're playing, uh, you know, a game that is like a space opera, there's pretty much always going to be farming of some description going on somewhere in some way just to keep people fed and... You know, just in the variety of, you know, we have everything from an alien that crash landed on Earth to the, you know, one of two children of uh, a, a, pro- a prophesized Sith Lord to, you know, a kid that gets a magic sword and raises a fortune telling pig. There's a lot of room for creativity and, you know, for you to have fun with that idea. It's something that I think, like, yes, if you want to shy away from that and go in a different direction, certainly do it. But don't, like, kind of throw the idea away just because other people have done it. You're you, you're creative, and you can give it your own original twist. You might say, like, my character is a tiefling farmer. I'm interested. Let's hear kind of what what's what's a tiefling farm like? Did you grow up among, is there, like, a whole tiefling farming community? Uh, do you, like, you know, immediately you're, you may be thinking, like, okay, are they, like, growing, like, you know, hell crops? <laughs> are they, you know, and they're probably like, no, we just grow, like, wheat and oranges. Why does everyone assume that we have, like, imps working in the field and hellhounds? <laughs> We're just farmers. <laughs> but, like, just that little idea of, like, okay, you're, maybe your character is the local troublemaker who, you know, totally shirks and everyone's like, well, that you know, you adopted this tiefling kid. What did you expect? He, he's never going to acclimate to our way of life. And, you know, you go out in the world when you're old enough just to be like, look, I I love my family. I love my parents. They, they took me in when no one else would. You know, I'm always going to care about home, but I'm never going to fit in here. And I need to go find my own place in the world. I, it tends to be like I grew up in a very rural area. And one of the things I, you know, about, about farming communities and rural communities is they tend to be either very isolated or they're very, um, very close knit. Uh, they're very like, you know, they're the kind, it's like you see in these shows, like the community that finds an alien spaceship and they all just bury it and no one ever talks about it. I buy that whenever it's a rural community because they're the kind that they deal with their own problems and they keep their, those problems within the community. I kind of like the idea of a group of, like, people who all touch this alien ship they found to bury it, and they all get weird powers, and your group of outsiders coming in do it to deal with that. I feel like that could be a fun role-playing game. It's a setting that I don't think gets explored very much, just because it is kind of common. I mean, there are whole 
deities in almost any setting that are completely devoted to agriculture just because it is such an important part of any world. Uh, if you didn't have agriculture, you basically can't have a, a functioning society. If you look at, like, barbarians, and it's like they're usually not growing anything, and that's, you know, you, you become very nomadic. Uh, you usually are struggling to feed your people. Your population is very small, and you are usually going to rely on, like, oral history. They tend to be a much, much harder way to live, and they tend to, you know, gravitate towards, you know, basic survival above all else. You know, when you have these uh, events occur that, you know, your character might have been driven into a life of adventure by a bad harvest. It, that, that could, you know, totally be what did it for you. But maybe that bad harvest wasn't the only one. Maybe you are a group of characters from various farms. You know, maybe you all came from the same community. Or maybe you came from various communities and you've all made your way to the central city that was relying on all these farms to answer for, like, the local governor is basically calling in all these people to be like, the the farms are all failing at the same time. We are reliant on trade. We are reliant on food to function, and you are not fulfilling that function. What has happened? And there might be something behind the scene. It could just be bad luck. That's totally plausible. Or it could be, you know, maybe something's poisoning the soil or killing the crops. Whatever you want to do with that idea as a GM there's kind of a cool way to bring a party together rather than you all meet at an inn and there's a wizard there who needs you to kill a dragon. It feels to me like, you know, kind of like the organic, natural crossroads for a bunch of players is a market. I, it's weird to think that this idea started because of Stardew Valley, because Stardew Valley is about as wholesome as it, you can possibly get, and I've turned it into this nefarious thing now where, like, there's, like, evil going on. Whereas in Stardew Valley, I think the worst thing that happens is, like, you get attacked by oozes and, like, weird bug creatures in the mines. But that was just the weird thought I had. Uh, hopefully it didn't bore everyone to tears. Hope Maybe it'll be useful to some GMs who are trying to think of uh, an idea for a campaign. Or maybe it'll help some players out if you're trying to think of an idea for this and you've been stuck. Uh, we will have more stuff for you soon. Until next time, everybody, play more games and be safe. Bye!